0: And what would you... Now, I find it interesting with coaching. Like, how can you tell if a fight has got it? How can you tell, like, the different levels of, like, talent in um, in tie boxing and boxing?
1: Do you know... You get to know in the first bar and see if they get a punch and they're cringing about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Um... It's 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 in here and in here, the fight game, whether it be karate, judo, MMA, boxing, Thai boxing, whoever kickboxing, it's in here and in here. If you go to haggle or a spa or he hurt me too much or this or that, I would say nine times out of ten it's not going to be there. A disciplined fighter will will take everything coming their way, young age, whatever, and because I'm I, I work a lot with the mind, you know, so really work a lot with the mind. I, I effectively know. I don't discourage them in any way or form like right because you can or he or she can take a punch, they're out, no, that's it didn't work that way. You get you just get to know Marvin, you you just it's, it's an instinct where this isn't gonna happen. And then training. To, to be a fighter takes a lot to train. A lot to train. So if you if you've got them on a treadmill or weights or this and, and they're complaining, Oh, that's too hard, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. You can tell straight away. The they've got to
0: have, do they have a bit of a bite? Do they have a bit of...
1: or well, I dedicated my life to it, Marvin. I dedicated, I was coming in for work, you know, and getting straight out, and I was a roof to trade, and that's a hard job. And I was coming out, going to the gym, I would be, you know, running to the gym, running back for the gym, still doing another training session, things like that, you know? So you've got to be dedicated.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Marvin's World podcast, a podcast where we speak to fascinating and intriguing individuals. People help people like you and me make what we love a full-time job. If you like the podcast, you know what to do: five stars for every single episode and give us a lot of money. (laughs) If you don't like it, this podcast doesn't exist. We're in the matrix; nothing is there. Um. Today we have an awesome guest. We have a man who created the podcast called The Maisie Concept, where he speaks to a lot of like fighters, trainers, lots of remarkable people that have made what they love their full-time job. And we, he's a man who is a personal trainer, hypnotherapist, massage therapist, boxing trainer, and and Muay Thai trainer. So. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> Please.
1: Welcome, Stephen Mayer. Marvin, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Good to be on. Good to be on. I was supposed to be on the last time, but that was my fault. That was things that was happening upside down. So I'm glad to be on this time. hundred percent. How are you keeping all this? that's happening in the uh,
0: world. To be honest, the podcast is a bit of a... It, 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 I've enjoyed doing the podcast because there's so many fascinating people um it's been one of the highlights one of the other things yeah i've just been working on a lot of different things i've been working on my online presence i've been working on my comedy club the podcast but now what i'm looking to do is i'm trying to focus more key on what's important to do what i love yeah what about yourself
1: i the the, the podcast to me is a hobby it's just a hobby but it's also a tool for promoting my businesses uh great tool because what happened with me Marvin was, was it was it was important for me. I tried I don't know why I did this, but I felt as though well I was wanting to jump a high end podcast where try to go to some people that were famous. I did get a couple of famous people on, you know, um, without a doubt, but uh, for some reason I didn't uh, it never really took to me. Um I wanted to use the podcast more for and I've changed the angle on it. And if you, I don't know if you've watched any of what I've been doing from the start to, to where I'm at, but the angle's been changed, everything's been changed to um, really about how people are in life. And I just let them tell their story. Uh, rather than try to jump on somebody that was famous, uh, as I say, I thought it was like click your finger like it's happened. That doesn't happen um, because I'm, I'm quite sure they, they're looking who can really build their profile, you know. But I sort of came away with that idea. And to me, the podcast was more how could I promote Stephen Mayer? And, and that's the road I'm doing with the podcast. I still like to hear other people's stories, but quite a lot of them are my clients, whether it be um, a personal development, hypotherapy, personal training, or massage therapy, quite a lot of them come in on my clients for there. In fact, even even uh, one of my clients interviewed me, which I thought was quite good, you know. so um, But that's, my, my aim in my podcast is not really to, uh, to be up there with the Joe Rogans and things like that. These guys are way, 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 way beyond me. Um, but it, that's not the world I'm looking for. The world I'm looking for is, is how do I promote Stephen Mayor and get the word out on everything that's inside here. That's what I'm on.
0: And what what inspired? So you you you're involved in all these different fields, right? What inspired you to do pog You just want to promote. Is that what made you promote? Do it in the first place? Podcasts is to promote yourself.
1: Well, actually, one of my clients who's a rapper, Lil Rev, and. Um, he spoke about podcasts and he spoke about Joe Rogan and things like that. You ever saw him? And I says, No, I've never saw him um, be there. And he spoke about it, and he gave me a wee idea about it, and I let I let it grow. So he gave me just that wee small percent, Marvin. And then it just it thought, that's quite a good idea. It's quite a good idea. I quite fancy that. As I say, you know, he, he raps, and can we done we done a couple with him? And um, it, it, it just grew on your legs. It was really good. And I thought I could do more of that. So that's why I jumped into uh, the, the podcast. But no, on the angle of what I, what I think podcasts really are. This is, as I say, just my, my own angle. Um, uh, keeping it basic, things like that. But that's what, that's what made me get into it. Uh, as I say, um, uh, Lil Rev was, uh, I think he was a sort of foundation for making me money to start the podcasts.
0: Okay. And so since you started podcasting, but you've worked in many different fields. I really want to sort of find out about how you work, worked in all these different fields. And there must be a link as to what inside made you feel, apart from one of your clients recommending, what do you think led from your all your different roles, led to you becoming a podcaster?
1: You share my views with the world. Whereas we, we live in an age now where we are one click and you're in the world. Uh, back to when I was younger, you're advertising my gym, it was a flyer. knew you're just one button and the world knows who you are virtually. Um, and that, that's, that's what made me want to become the podcaster, it uh, was uh, is to tell the world uh, who Stephen Mayer was, is, and people that surround about Stephen Mayer who have learned from Stephen Mayer, what's their views, their own personal views. That's what made me go down the line of podcaster. Sometimes I actually say to myself, I'm not even really a podcaster. I'm just somebody who interviews people and it's weird. I I, I I I never really hundred percent advertise myself as a podcaster. Um I just you know, I just say, well, I just do I do these promo videos and this and that. But it's weird, Marvin. I don't hundred percent always say podcaster. You know, it's like I mean, I'm a podcaster, I am a podcaster, but small percentage of me is a podcaster. But to say, that's what makes me want to be because we we're one button away if you turn the world to who we are. And this is a perfect platform for doing it. It's it's no essential for me to have thousands of hits, Marvin. It's no essential for me to have thousands of hits. You know, it's like, well, why would you do it if you're not going to get thousands of hits? It, I'm, I'm still reaching enough people to see it, which I, I quite enjoy. If I get more than that, then that's a bonus to me. You know, it's a bonus, um, which is really good. I, I enjoy that, but it's no essential that I get the same views as you know, in fact, there's one of my podcasts I put up the other day there about Mike Tyson, and it was sitting about 3,500 views, and I, I didn't even know it was sitting there. I was quite surprised, because I, I, I get an average of about maybe 80, 90, 200, 300, 400. So I quite liked that, Don't mind. That was quite good, but it's to say, it's really promoting who I'm of just now with one click on these platforms. That's So I'm a, I'm a podcaster, or I'm a Or some just interviews, well, podcasters, they interview, you know. But for some reason, as I say there, I don't really use the word podcaster. Um, But effectively, I'm not a podcaster in what I'm doing.
0: I mean, one of the things with you doing a podcast, you've got a lot of stories. And I feel like I'm really intrigued to find out how you got into being like a Muay Thai boxer trainer and all these others that come with it.
1: Well, I mean, I was getting bullied for a start. I started doing it when I was about roughly fifteen years of age. I was getting bullied. And um I think you hear that a lot with kids now, you know, they get bullied so they start some sort of fighting or things like that. Um and I just uh, I just wanted to do, I tried karate first I and mean, karate never really did it for me at all. It never really it's a karate's a great discipline, by the way. It's an excellent discipline and Uh, I would never criticise any martial art, never, ever, ever. But Muay Thai was just hard as nails, hard as nails, and I needed that. But I felt it within me. I just knew that this was the sport for me. And I knew at the age of 15, 16, that I was going to be coaching. I knew that. I knew that. And here, people are no surprise now. You know, they're like, I haven't seen people for years. They're no surprise that I'm a coach, you know, because that's a dedicated you know, one of my models is it's not just a career change, a lifetime of dedication. Um, that's that's definitely myself. That's why I get into it. I mean, when I get into it, as I say, the brilliant thing, but it, but it came away from that a wee bit. Um, I didn't need train to fight people. I didn't train to say I'm going to beat him up. It wasn't, didn't work that way. Um, I, I just I really enjoyed the sport. I enjoyed the discipline in the sport. I enjoyed being told what today, what was right, what was wrong. Um, I enjoyed learning my potential and hitting harder. Um, uh, I had a few fights um, but it's it's not something I was dead interested in but the reason I did it is because I knew that I was going to be a coach and I could tell my clients what it's like to walk into that ring Uh, so I was happy with that, Uh, that's why I did it but it was all all, the mentality was was a coach, a coach, a coach, a coach a coach for you there but the the bully things I say that was there but it faded really fast, so I don't know if that really was the real, the real sort of the real deal really starting. You know, you say you also do boxing as
0: well. How did you fall into
1: that? Amateur boxing. Uh, I trained under a famous, famous, the best trainer in the world, in the world. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, Archie Mackay from Forgewood ABC, the original For ABC boxing uh, in Mullerwell, and I trained under Archie. Um, same again, why did I go to boxing? I went to boxing because I knew that my Muay Thai coach didn't have the same boxing skills as Archie had. But then uh, my, bo- my Archie wouldn't have the same Muay Thai skills that my, my Muay Thai coach has got, with, if that makes sense. So it's like I just wanted to learn more and more and more. So the reason is, is I went to boxing to learn that. And uh, I really enjoyed the boxing. I mean, I, I, the thing is, I started boxing when I was 11, and I went to a gym called St. Pat's Up New Stevenson, very famous gym under uh, Frankie O'Connor, um, an IP, Frankie. And uh, I, I was a um, very famous gym, Sean agreed. The, all the world champions went up there to train if they came to Scotland. So I trained up there for a, for a wee bit, but for about two years of that, I wanted to see what it was like to get drunk. So, because uh, I'm total, I don't drink or smoke or nothing, you know. And I wanted to see what it was like to have a drink and a smoke. So for two years, I was drunk a wee bit. My first ever drink was, was Buckfast up here and things like that. And then at the age of say, what, 14 or 15, that's when I went, I don't really want this, you know, so I wanted to jump back in. Uh, but putting Muay Thai together with boxing, um, they, they just, they, they, they bond. Because uh, if you've got a proper uh, boxing coach mixed in with Muay Thai, you, you're a winner and a half, you know, it's... it's um, a lot of Muay Thai coaches uh, don't really know great boxing. That's no slagging anybody, Marvin. It's just—it's just a—it's just a, a of fact. Some day, a lot don't. Um, and if you mix the two together, that's how like MMA fighters um, will employ different will employ different trainers to help them. Out. You know, like I've got an MMA fighter I just now called Jack Roy doing really well, and he trains in a gym and they—they they, they show him the jiu-jitsu, but he hires me for striking. I'm his striking coach. So okay. the, it's like that's that's, that's good because you bring all the in together. So that's what made me do the boxing because I wanted to definitely to be complete, Marvin.
0: Yeah, and so now now you do a bit of um, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as well.
1: I don't do that. No, no, I don't. I don't do that. I don't. Uh, it's just you know, it's a sport I never watch, but I've got a couple of guys who are uh, MMA who are uh, Jiu Jitsu MMA fighters, but I'm their striking coach. I don't show them groundwork. I don't know how to do any of that. I don't know nothing about groundwork. They come to me uh, for punch, kick, knee and elbow uh, to sharpen up their skills, just like I did with the boxing trainer for uh, the Muay Thai coach. So they might sharpen the skills up there uh, because I think the, the gym that he's in just do a lot of groundwork. So what the day is, is he'll, get, he'll hire different coaches to make his technique just step bit better.
0: And what would you... Now, I find it interesting with coaching like, how can you tell if a fight has got it? How can you tell, like, the different levels of, like, talent in um, in Thai boxing and boxing?
1: Do you know, you, you get to you know in the first bar and see if they get a punch and they're cringing about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Um, it's, it's, it's in here and in here. The fight game, whether it be karate, judo, MMA, boxing, Thai boxing, whoever kickboxing... It's in here and in here. If you've got to haggle or a spa, or he hurt me too much, or this or that, I would say nine times out of ten it's not going to be there. A disciplined fighter will will take everything coming their right, young age, whatever. And because I'm, I, I work a lot with the mind, you know. So really work a lot with the mind. I, I, I effectively know. I don't discourage him in any way for him, like right because he can kind of, or he or she can kind of take a punch. Yeah, no, that's it didn't work that way. You get you just get to know Marvin. You you just it's, it's an instinct where this isn't gonna happen. And then training. T- to be a fighter takes a lot to train, a lot to train. So if you if you've got them on a treadmill or weights or this and, and they're complaining, oh that's too hard, not gonna happen. Not gonna help. You can tell straight away. They've straight. got to have
0: do they have a bit of a bite? Do they have a bit of
1: or oh, I dedicated my life to it, Marvin? I dedicated, I was coming in for work, you know, and getting straight out. And I was a roofer to trade, and that's a hard job. And I was coming out, going to the gym. I would be, you know, running to the gym, running back for the gym, still doing another training session, things like that, you know. So you've got to be dedicated. I'm not as dedicated now as what they used to be when I was younger, because Oof. you've got things like Facebook, you've got Instagram, you've got TikTok, you've got, you know, they're too busy on Xbox, PlayStation. That's one of your biggest battles. I didn't have any of that. I didn't. We didn't have the internet when we were younger. You know what I mean? We
0: didn't Video games to me are just complete waste of time to get anything done.
1: You know, I, it's something I've never been into my whole life. My nephew is crazy about them, but it's just uh, something I've never been into. It's never done it for me. You know, never done it. I, I, I think if you're talking back on the passion, liney Box, and are fighting, it's it's no problem having a, having a, a, a game. You know, where um, you play a game just now, but as long as you're getting your training and educating yourself on whatever you're doing, whether it be fighting or whether it be work, you know, I don't, it's no problem sitting back having a wee game at the weekend. But when it starts to be where Xbox and PlayStation takes over, your training, you're wasting your money.
0: Do you, f- with stuff like that happening, do you feel that that stuff like that's going to give an edge to Countries where they don't have sort of video games as such, like places like Mexico, or like where Khabib's from in Dagestan, he I mean, doesn't have any of that. So
1: Mexico, Thailand, all that. These are these are tough guys. These are tough guys. Even even when you look at the football status with these, you know, how, because these people had nothing. They had nothing, um, you know. And it's like uh, some of these countries still live the same way, you know. You know, they're just. There's just nothing there. Like the best boxer in the world is supposed to be the Cuban boxers, you know, because there's an embargo for America where they can't bring all these equipment and, and they train with the cheapest, the cheapest stuff, but yet they're, they're boxing. See, their heart, their heart's amazing. And yet you could have young boys and, and lasses who are year here training in a top-class gym with the best. See, this is one thing I like to put forward is it doesn't matter what the gym looks like. The gym can have the best equipment in the world laden with gold and electronics. It's what's in here and here. That's what works in here and in here. You've got to have heart, a, 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 heart, body and mind to be a fighter or to be or to get on in this world. You know, um, and these people, they don't have that. They don't have that. Like Roberto Duran, when he was younger, he used to steal melons. And he would hold one melon and swim out to a wee island to sit there and eat this melon, you know. Um, God, ask kids to do things like that now, they just laugh at you. You're just I mean, but that's not their fault, Marvin. It's this is just the the, the world we live in. Now.
0: How much of success would you say is based in the mind? Hundred.
1: We do even we don't even a gap there or nothing. You must be one hundred percent mentally focused on interview, a fight, uh, whatever. Even your podcast, I'm interviewing this guy today. I have to be focused. Uh, what if he asks this, that, blah, blah, blah? pattern starts with the mind? 100% and the rest will all click in.
0: So the bit I'm getting at is because in comedy, there are people of a certain level and there are still levels to the game. Like no matter how hard you work or whatever, there is just levels to it. It's just, you can't explain it. There's some people just have it and some people don't. Yes. And how much of that sort of, happens in, you know, you can try and get a mentalist coach, you can do this, you can do that. It's just that some people are just going to be better than others in terms of skill level and everything.
1: It's It's your drive. How? It's like, I'll put it this way, I'm 53 years of age and say say one of my clients decides, right, I want to fight I want to fight Steven, right? And he's a fighter and he's, 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 he's an alert fighter, he's keeping active and everything. I might be sitting here with all the knowledge. But I'd probably get in that ring and that boy would run circles with me. You know what I mean? He's fitter, faster, stronger. They might say to me, you know, when I go older, as a fighter, what you doing. You know what I mean? It's like I don't need that as much in my life. But you gain more knowledge, mature, and everything be there. But the drive when you're younger is a massive drive, massive drive. It really, really is. It's, it's, it's that's how it's good to get young ones into like all the sports and everything. And it's good to get a lot of young ones in to have the um, But it's weird because a lot of them don't, don't really believe in it. They don't 100% believe it. Because I've spoke to some of them about it. And they go, a, I, 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 whatever. But that's just youth. That's not no bringing youth to doing that. It's just youth. You know? It's good if they, can, if they can learn that at a very young age. If any mother and father could have their child who's involved in a sport and be involved in more personal development and hypotherapy, then I'm telling you right now, and mind and body are going to be serious winners. At that age, they're going to be serious winners because that's going to that's going to grow with them as they get older. It's going to
0: grow. So, <laughs> one of the things I was I need to there's a bit that I was thinking of. Um What? Yeah, there seems to be a bit of would you. For all your years training, you said that things have changed with video games and all the social media stuff. But would you say, have you noticed maybe is there more mental health issues now than there were back then, or has yes. it been hidden? Yes,
1: hundred percent. Then not even need to think about it.
0: Yes. What, why would you say that's the case? Well, now?
1: well, I mean, don't, don't I mean, uh, the. You've got online bullying, cyber bullying, things like that. You know, uh, you've know, you even got things like, and I've heard this, oh, I didn't get a lot of likes on my Facebook. Oh, I didn't get a lot of likes on my Instagram. How come they never shared that? Hey, that's supposed to be my pal, which is nothing. It's nothing in this world, but that's a big thing to them. We never had any of that. We never had any of that. I also remember Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I was disappointed in him when he said that a lot of bodybuilders now when they train, you look at them in the gym with their phones and this and that, it's a bit of disgrace. See phones and Instagram and Facebook was out back in the 70s. When Arnold, done it. Arnold would have done the exact same thing. He would have done the exact same thing. He, very dedicated guy, but he would have still jumped on his phone. He would have still get a selfie and everything from there. It's, it's, we evolve every day, man. Every day. It's like, you know what, I'm not going to turn around at my age and say, hi, back when I was young, blah, 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 because that's wrong to say that. Because we're living, it's, it's young ones, but where we are now, we're young ones. This is their world now. We're evolved into this. What happened years ago? That's just, you can't talk that way. You know, I don't believe you can. You can talk about values and different stuff. And I remember the day when I went to talk back to Stephen. That was about a million years ago, son. We're living in my world now. So, or as Bruce Lee would say, adapt or be destroyed. So I must bow down to what's happening in the world today. But I've still got an element of the old school where I, where I know where I'm on in life regarding training fighters be physical or mental regard of therapy or personal development.
0: Is, is the mental health more just to do with social media like cyber bullying or what, what else is added oh, to it?
1: Massive Marvin it, it's it social media's got a big say in it. It's got a big say. I mean any any anybody would tell you that. And I don't I think if come came on here and said different or oh, they went in the comments see that guy they didn't know what he was talking about then Like to talk to them, to be honest with you, because social media plays a big part because of the money generated.
0: Now, you say that one thing you mentioned about the West compared to other nations in terms of their training, like you mentioned Thailand, Cuba, and the harsh environment. And what you said there, are you a man that's sort of traveled to many different poor countries to sort of learn from them all?
1: I have never, I've never traveled. I mean, I've been abroad for fights with fighters, but. Never like Thailand things like that. Um, no, I've never been there. Um, never. I know a lot of people that has been and trained and stayed there, and um, and they say it's a different world. It's a completely different world. You know, a totally different world. The mindset is so different. You know, we like say if you go back to like say young ones, the mindset is so different because if they don't fight. They don't really eat. You know. You know. They don't get paid for it. And things like that. To at a higher level. Um, but. No, I've never been to these places, but I like listening to stories of people when they come back and talk to me about it. But I, I watch a lot of documentaries on it, which are good, you know, they're nothing to lose, lost to the propaganda, things like that. Um, but it's, um, and you, you watch the build up of young fighters in say Thailand or Cuba, or things like that, and you're watching it live and they've got nothing. They've got absolutely nothing. They're sleeping under the stars, do you know what I mean? No, you know like the big, nice, warm, cosy beds and the big plasma tellies and but I'm not saying that with that here's wrong. I'm not that's just due to the mentality of do they want it more?
0: Yeah. But how how come one thing one thing I've always been impressed with is that Britain has does very well in combat sports, considering like considering when you've got places like Russia and America and all these other nations with much bigger populations coming in. And what enables Britain to compete with Despite what you've all mentioned there in like international sports, like boxing and MMA because and a, moita. a
1: lot, of, a lot of fighters and other sports people are bringing in international, uh, coaches, nutritionists, mind coaches, everything. Uh, they're bringing these people in. So even though they win the banner with the Union Jack or the Scottish flag or whatever, uh, that coach could be Ukrainian, American, whatever. You know, uh, things like that. It's like football. When I mean, these guys actually really talk English, <laughs> you know what I mean. So uh, they're bringing all these foreign players in. So I would say that it's um, there's very few that are built from the ground strictly England and strictly Scottish or Welsh or Ireland or whatever. It's um, they always bring in a, a, an international advantage, you know. So but you only you don't you hear that, but you don't take that on board. You only really take on board the the, the Scottish or the English or Welsh or, or Irish fighter or whatever sport they're in. So. There is a lot that goes on. They bring in the, the international advantage on it.
0: And is is the? Could you briefly discuss some 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 of the tactics involved in like Muay Thai and boxing fighters? Like if someone's a Southpaw and like someone Southpaw. that's not ever fought,
1: <laughs> she'd <should> outlaw Southpaw. <laughs> um, I lost my last boxing fight to a Southpaw, uh, but no, Southpaws a tactic. You know um you know left-handed, right-handed things for their or switch hitter. Uh, I teach a lot of switch hitting in my gym where they can go through between Southpaw, you know, uh, and, and Orthodox, you know, left-handed lead or right-hand lead. They're all tactics. Um like if you look back in you know, all the old fights be yesterday, you probably wouldn't have seen a lot of you know, that switch hitting and bobbing me with that. Um but you got a lot of that now people switching the stance to confuse the other fighter because they're becoming more technical. Um so it's like Thailand. Thailand now. I've um, always fought with the, with the hands out for here, and they're bringing that back now to the Western style of boxing because most ties that were getting beat were getting beat with Western style boxing. Uh, you very really, they really, really get beaten with their legs their elbows and knees. But they, they knew that the, the, the Western boxing side it was was far better than theirs. Um, so they adopted that after thousands of years of bringing that in. It's all tactics, Marvin, you know. Um uh, bringing in different equipment that makes your footwork better, your, your head movement, bobbing and weaving, things like that, all better. Things like that, you know, is it's just becoming a better fighter overall. Having a mindset of, I'm going to beat him or her is good, but you still need the skills of to be the better fighter, to be faster, quicker, stronger, you know, uh, to evade that punch, kick, knee, or elbow. So, yeah, I mean, it's all down to how fit you are. it. takes it back to the whole Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Xbox, PlayStation, I'll go more on the the more, but you know, no, you go your on the night. The fitter you are, the better a fighter you become. Or are you going to study in a book today with maths for an exam the next day? Or are you going to just have maybe say four or five hours on a PlayStation? It's the exact same, you know, if you're there, it's all tactics, impotence tactics, you know, um, going making a fighter better, boxer or Muay Thai, like like I've been involved in, like training training one one of my guys is to make them stronger, to make them faster so they retain the punch, to make them quicker at moving the head, you know, counter punches, things counter kicks. Um, and I studied that all the time. I, I con- I've been studying that since I was about 15 years of age. But, you know, a long time.
0: How, and how does the fight, uh, and the, like in football teams, you know, you've got to have the right coach. And like in terms of a fighter, you've got to have a coach and fighter work well together. I mean, yeah. that,
1: you must have that bond. You must have that bond. We. You, you might not like the coach, but you must have the belief that they believe in you. Um, you've got to have that belief. Um, if you don't have that, there's really there's there's no point in being there with each other. I, I've been through that. I've had that. You've got to have that that belief. That is why I like the mind the, the mind things coming in because even though I knew I could talk to people, then I could give I could have an and educated myself even more so that I could give more to the client, whether it be fighter, a uh, gymnast, whatever, things like that for there, you know? So that's a different mindset. Um, and adding that to it is uh, something that I demand. For.
0: Well, so when, I mean, that's that's probably one of, the, that's, that's why being at the top of a fighting game is so hard, because you've got to get everything right. You've got to get the nutritionist, it's, it's it's so, so many you, things on board.
1: Usain Bolt was asked when he broke the record. Usain Bolt was asked, "What did they change different in his in his training to break the world record?" They said that he's uh it was his nutrition had done it. I say to my clients, I've got the easiest job. Usually I've got the hardest job, and the hardest job is just eating. I've got the easy job training people. The hardest bit is eating. Get out there and eating chicken, fish, eggs rice, this, that, and you walk buy a chip shop or an Indians or Chinese, and you're like, oh my God, that smells great. And, oh, I could go a pizza. That's a discipline and a half because nutrition and training, they come hand in hand. Nerves or butts. They'll spark up your body to be faster, stronger like and everything to make your mind more alert. So they all, they, all, they all play a part. They all must come in as one. And getting that person who can do that is, is gold dust these days.
0: And it's, it's I suppose it's just maybe one little thing that could change your fight. I mean, like with Pacquiao and that Marquez or whatever, that one punch, boom. That's what it
1: takes. You could be, you could be so alert for eight weeks training for that fight and one punch ends it. Boom, one punch. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. Doesn't mean to say because you've been meditating, having therapy, eating great, Punching good, sparring good, that I'm guaranteed to win this fight. Nothing's ever a guarantee in life. Nothing's a guarantee in life. Nothing. It just that's what it's it just one punch can end up. Simple.
0: With something like that, what do you think was the little with something like that, what would you say the problem is? Just that the slight tactics got wrong or just
1: You know what? I would say nothing's wrong. It just happened. Mike Tyson said the punches that not good. the ones you don't see. That's the ones that knock you. Neurologically, you're not going to see that punch or kick near the elbow. You get you're you getting yourself prepped for it. But when somebody goes, boom, one on the chin, that's it. So that could happen to anybody. That could happen to absolutely anybody. That's not that's not he or she was not prepared for that. It was a case of he or she did not see that. And it can happen.
0: So how much of the fight game is down to luck?
1: It's got cool its percentages. It's got cool percentages. You know, I, I could uh, the actual science on it, but it's got cool its percentages. Uh, you know, woof! You threw a punch to something like, oh, brilliant! Uh, you know, like football, a guy can kick a. I mean, there, there's there's um, that game there where we we Rangers, and that uh, that player kicked the ball through the halfway line. Did he think it was really going to go in, or was that Casey? case of, I'm just gonna try. I'm just going to try my best here. Yeah. So. Things like that, it's um there is an element of luck. I mean, somebody's gone one, two, three, four, and then the fifth one, boom, it just it just catches. And you know you've we're only human. You know, have you ever took a punch? <laughs> have you a ever taken a punch?
0: I have taken a punch. I mean, I've never been in a proper <laughs> <laughs> like proper sort of been a professional fight or anything, but I have oh, been I hit before.
1: I've been I mean I I I've had four stitches in my eye, I've had my nose broke. Uh, that tooth is false, that comes out. Uh, you know, broke my wee toes and things like that. Uh, but the hematoma and my these are just things all part of the sport. It's all part of the sport. That's all. It's a sport you love and you're prepared to take any damage to, to beat him or her.
0: Now, one of the questions I want to ask now is because like, when you talk about Muay Thai as well, how, do, how is the structure of Muay Thai different as opposed to boxing?
1: Massively. The execution of elbow, knees, kicks, grappling. You can hold your opponent, things like that. Totally different. Totally different. But when you add the boxing in to work your way in to get these other weapons in, which is the big plus I have saying before. Night and day sport. Night and day different sports. Totally different sports.
0: And... But... I mean like the structure there's a lot less money in Muay Thai than there is in boxing. Oh,
1: definitely a lot less money. I I mean there is money but no 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 millions compared to boxing. No. Uh, it's a lot less. Without a doubt it's a lot less. Aye, god do I I mean there's thousands involved but, uh, but no, no no compared to that. It's totally different there. Now you're never the sport will never be as big as that. MMA will be MMA is but um Muay Thai itself? No, not at all.
0: Or well, MMA is going to overtake it because it's the fastest growing sport in the world.
1: Of course it is. Of course it is, without a doubt. And I think it's a sport a lot of young ones should take up. I think it's a sport they should take up because you can't always punch and kick Give you, you at a fight. And I think they should. I think kids should be more involved with that sport. So I'm a big believer in it. Big believer.
0: And what... But with Muay Thai, so look, I want. I want to find out about it because I've like. There's not much of that sort of trash talk thing going on. Is there? And There's like, they have all these big title fights and they have all these things going on. No, and you don't see much strategy?
1: trash talk. You don't see much trash talk in Muay Thai. I mean, there probably is. It probably happens, but you don't see it if it's there because it's no. It's not out there in mainstream TV like boxing is. Um, but there probably is trash talk. Without a doubt, there's trash talk. But remember, martial arts and boxing are two different worlds because martial arts you've got discipline, you've got the bows and the way of the warrior, and you know things like that. That's so different to boxing. Um, and in martial arts, you're taught, you know, yes sir, and bow, and or you know things like that, which is which is which is good. It's really good, good for the young ones to be involved in things like that. You know, just like school where they say yes, miss, yes sir blah, blah, blah. We've got that and, and, and that's where that's got a different, different it's different boxing. You know, uh, don't talk back to your coach. If you're late, you press up, things like that. Totally different. Totally different. So, I would say the trash talking doesn't really come into it as much. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll all say, how do you feel about your opponent this and that? How do you feel? Well, I, I know for a fact I'm going to knock Marvin in the first round and Marvin's this and that and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think it's as heavy duty as what you see with boxing. I don't think so. No.
0: one of the things i hear like of boxing is like you do well in the amateurs you get maybe you do really well you win the british title whatever then you start competing internationally and then once you win sort of like a medal or whatever you then get signed to a promotional company and you keep going up and up you win a fight you win fights and then you get into a world championship how how does the sort of structure work in muay thai same
1: same but I, I remember years ago when they talk about Muay Thai now being uh, amateur fighters. But years ago, you were you were classed as professional even your first or second fight. Weird. Um, that was years and years ago. But it's been changed now. It's totally changed now. So I, I think it's the same. Like when I done the promotions, you would go from Scottish title to you know say 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 Scottish title, British title, um, Commonwealth, European, World. But some of them you could skip you could skip some of them, it's all money and, and the fighter and they might be doing a fight but well, he doesn't need to go for the Commonwealth, I'm sure he could fight for a European, that's all doing money negotiations so they could skip things like that. So with the same structure as in Muay Thai when it comes to Scottish, British, you know, Commonwealth, this, stuff, it's the exact, that, that's the exact same. Weight divisions as well is the exact same. Point system years ago, the 10 point must system is near enough the exact same. The exact same. 10-8, something is that, is that period, you know? same same structure
0: do you, do you come across a lot of corruption even at sort of even when you're not at the because I, I hear when I was in the Joe Rogan podcast watching Teddy Atlas he says that people that would have dinner with the judges like the coaches or promoters would would share same dinner before the fight
1: as boxing corrupt? you say to me
0: does that, does that sort of... Yes. Do they do they both follow that, and Muay Thai as well?
1: Elements of, yes. Elements of. But remember, the money's not as big. So did they really need to go that far with that? The money's not as no. big. I mean, talking oh. about, I'm talking about the corruption being up at the millions level. Millions level. I mean, so would you really have that in the martial arts game, kickboxing, Thai boxing... At um, a lower level, element of boxing definitely more. Some fights you watch, you go, wait a minute, what, what was that? It's, it's a fix. It's a fix.
0: Now, another question I want to ask is for someone that isn't a professional fighter, but I mean, I think self defense is absolutely necessary for all of us out there. Yes. I think we should all do it a little bit. What would you say is the proper Because one thing I find with Aikido and some of these other martial arts, I watched this um, YouTube channel, The Martial Arts Journey, and he says how some martial arts, I know you said you don't want to criticise martial arts, but I found that with boxing and and Muay Thai and Brazilian Jitsu, they're a lot more practical than other martial arts because the other martial arts don't practise pressure testing.
1: Yes. Yes. I used to believe in pressure. You mean pressure testing or pressure points?
0: Pressure testing. So.
1: What's your, what's your definition of that? I'm getting a bit mixed up on your pressure testing. What do you mean by pressure testing?
0: So when you're doing knife defences, a lot of the times people just like, oh, you're going to do this, and then you do the movement, and it's done. But if someone really wants to knife you, they won't stop. They, they're going to pop a go for you, their arm's going to be stiff, and they go...
1: Aye, aye. Uh, Bruce Lee said, the hardest person to fight is the person that can't fight because you don't know what's coming in next. Um, things like that should never be taught. See that knife defense and all that? It should never be taught they're just going to stand there and go, and here's an inch. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Um, so teaching people that I think would be wrong, uh, definitely. So pressure testing, I know what you're talking about now. Um, now I always say if somebody attacks you with a knife, run away. You ought to fight another day. Yeah. No, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be involved in that. I wouldn't be involved in that at all. Not at all.
0: No. The only way I think you'd have to get a weapon as well. I mean, there's no...
1: Pick a brick up and chuck it on. <laughs> Just chuck it right at them, man. You know, but it's... Uh, they don't stand there in and time, and, you know, keep the guard up and bottom and weave and all that. You know, I know guys have done that, but it's... Uh, if that knife goes in, then that could be it bad, very bad I mean you see some of these moves and as I say I'm bringing karate or anybody doing but some of these attacks would never happen in the street, never never, ever happen in the street
0: What advice would you give for someone who's just an average Joe, so I, I mean I did a little bit of training in different things but I never did it properly, well I learned all the moves and could do it properly in a fight I feel it's needed because there's a lot of manipulative people out there. Yes. A lot of
1: fake trainers. A lot of fake trainers.
0: Oh, yeah. And Jordan Peterson says that you've got to have the ability to be venomous, to live a right life. It's better to... And the true power comes from the ability to be a complete, vicious, brutal bastard, but not doing it.
1: You've got to be prepared to really take care of yourself, no matter what. No matter what.
0: But for someone who's like an average Joe and they sort of committed to their own thing, but they want to learn self defense, what would you suggest? Or how would you
1: join? Uh, I mean, what is self defense? Really, what they're saying is, is protect yourself if something in the street. So, what would my advice be? Number one, let's talk about karate, things like that. Great, great traditions. Great. Um, discipline and great for kids and things like that brilliant and you know get through their belts things like that really really good really good you know i know a lot of karate people um really really good if you want to if you think you're going to be in environments a lot of fighting it's going to be mma boxing
0: one doesn't have the time to be a full-time professional fighter how do you suggest they go about training to learn how to just just handle them so properly in the street fight? Just not to a pro fight level, but to a point where no worries.
1: Same again. It's just practicing your sport. Whether it be karate, kickboxing, time boxing, boxing, Muay Thai, whatever. Just remember, fight amongst game, fighting in the street is an absolute monks game. Anybody wants to, to, to train to do that in the street, are idiots. They're absolute idiots. You know it's um. I never endorse that in any way or form. It's, um, But you're known to charge you what happens in night out. You know what I mean? But I would say to you, anybody, join join any martial art that you want. That you that, Do you know what I will say? Join that misses one of my other models. Join the gym that suits you, not the instructor. Because joining a gym where an instructor says, no, come to my gym missing that, blah, blah, blah. We are the best. Um, that's why they do money. So join the gym that suits you not the instructor. So how you feel about it. Remember, a coach has got about 30, 40 people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you've got your own mindset, what you want. mean, I've done karate. I done a couple of karate's. And then I went to the, i done a boxing I was younger, obviously. But then I went to the Thai boxing here, and that just gripped me. That was, I was learning my real potential and hitting hard and getting hot. So I was desensitized to that as I was going on through life. So they put money on my chin, and you were ready to get to get to get punched or kicked or elbowed. You know what I mean.
0: And what what are sort of stories you have that have shaped some of your biggest lessons in life?
1: The best story I love telling is is I had no money to go to the gym at the start. I had no money. I love telling this story. So how do I get the money? End of the day, my mother have the money to give me that's no her fault, by the way, right? And um, I used to go to a farm, and I would go to a shop called, I think it's called Safeway there, I think it was called that, and uh, I would steal uh, uh, bin bags, big black bin bags, and uh, I would put manure in that, put it in a wheelbarrow, and I would chop door to door for 10 pence, so I could get my money for the gym. I mean, I love that story, because I really wanted to be there. I wanted to be there. But the coach I was with then, I had an idea I was struggling and he really helped me out because the reason he really helped me out is because he knew I was keen. He knew I was keen. You know what I mean? He knew the score. Just like somebody walking into the MAJAM, I know the score. So that story there is, is one I just love telling because it's like, it didn't bother me what, what I thought. We chart needles. I wanted to be part of this sport. I wanted to be part of it.
0: You're determined. I the
1: psychology in that, you know? You ask young ones, you are you going to do it? They would la- laugh at you. They would just la- be, la- be laugh at you. I'm not doing that. But I wanted it badly. And it served me very well now, my future.
0: How do you see things sort of, how did you adapt to COVID and how do you think is happening in the future in terms of personal training and professional fighters?
1: Well, I mean, uh, COVID is a difficult subject for me. I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. It's a a difficult subject for me, but what I will say about COVID is, what what, what did I learn out of COVID? And I'll tell you one thing I did learn out of COVID was, I always believed in my gym being a bit rough looking. I like that sort of rough looking type gym, right? I never really cleaned it and things like that. I never bothered with that. But remember, it doesn't matter what I think in life. You've got to take on what your clients think because it's your clients who make you who you are. Your clients make you, they put food on your table, they put clothes on your back, and they, they, they put you in a nice warm bed. With the clients, then you're an absolute nabding, and that's 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 true. Uh, you could have put it any other way. So with the COVID thing with me was is that uh, I started to, I cleaned the gym more and more and more, now, and I watched, they, um, they, they would watch me doing it because people were scared of COVID. So as much as I'm sitting here and I felt I wasn't really scared, Um, I wasn't going to hit them. Me, ah, it doesn't matter. Because remember, that takes it back to what I told you about the dojos. How did the the coach talk to the client? Well, with them, I spotted that they were they were upset about it. So coming to a gym and them watching me cleaning the treadmill, cleaning the weights, cleaning the bags, uh, whatever, um, that made them feel at ease. So we 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 were still still as one on that one. So. That's how I, that's what COVID that's what COVID done for me was it made me more alert to cleanliness, made me more alert to it in my gym. It made me more alert. Um that's the biggest thing I was ever taught for COVID. The rest of it, that would have been our podcast. Um
0: so two sort of questions or three questions now, like who's your hero and what life advice would you give to your younger self?
1: My hero was Mike Tyson. And after that last fight, he'd be deleted. Uh, because I felt as though he'd sold, he'd sold boxing and sold the public a fake fight. Um, and I deleted him. That was that was it. I was quite disappointed that Mike Tyson wasn't my hero anymore. Um, who, who's my hero now? My clients. They make me. My clients make me Roma. My clients are my heroes they make me they, they they trust in me they believe in me and um they're my heroes so as much as they learn from me i'm also learning for them what would i give my younger self advice on stay in school and educated myself a lot more because i was never at school i used to dog school all the time and i wish i had never done that i wish i'd have stayed at school for foundation education i mean i put myself through university we, everything in a day no, the sports therapy, things like that, but the education was very tough because I wasn't used to the foundation education. So I would say to my younger self, you know, please stay in school. We expect you to be high level, but just learn every day as best you can and always strive for the future and um, get rid of the negative people in your life, even at an early age.
0: And what... Uh... Yeah, that's a great, that's a big thing that we're always not aware of. We get high to it, even if like you're seeing couples or something. Mm-hmm. You get a girl who's been treated like crap and they say, oh, I love Bob, but excuse me, he treats you like shit. Yep. And then it's it, it's hard for us to let go.
1: Yep, very it high. It's, it's just their mindset, Marvin. You know, it's their oh, mindset. Because yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's a very hard mindset to to break up you know and somebody they feel they can't get anybody better that's that's what happens that's just another world there, you know
0: okay and one more thing it's been an absolute pleasure having you on thank you for coming on
1: I've enjoyed it I've enjoyed it yeah I, I love it. it's good being on the other side of it Marvin <laughs> I enjoyed being <laughs> on the other side here. really enjoyed it I've been dead I've been dead cosy here in fact I'm looking at the time and it's it's flew by it's absolutely flew by
0: Thoroughly
1: enjoyed
0: that. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It's great to see. It's, I'd it's like always... to
1: come on again if possible. Um, I'm the sure. and i the line. would come on, again.
0: would well, come on again. Thing, one thing I'm going to do with the podcast is I'm thinking of bringing different people that I've interviewed together that are in similar fields. Yep. So I've got one where I'm bringing one with a New York comedian and, yep. in, and a British professional comedian. And I want to try and compare the different ideas. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think maybe good. in That'd the next good. podcast... I might bring on an MA fighter.
1: That would be be good. Die definitely. That would be good. Yep, I'd I'd be up for that. I'd be up for that 100%. 100%. (laughs) You're good to talk to. You're easy to talk to.
0: to One more thing I want to ask is, yeah, just tell us about your work and, like, share us, like, how people can get in contact with you.
1: Okay, well, I'm a personal trainer and I'm a hypnotherapist and personal development coach. I'm also Swedish massage and sports uh, remedial massage therapist. Um, the reason I've done all of them is because it's it's uh, mind and body and everything under the one roof. Um, I can be contacted through my mainly through my Facebook or any details that Marvin yourself is wanting to sort of put forward on the video uh, uh, I don't want any website because um, I believe that websites are not the no greatest now because I believe that uh, uh, Facebook has took over by that hundred percent. But it's uh, i give to advice to anybody. You don't even need to train with me. I give to, I would give advice to anybody, for any mind and body, any massage or any personal training. You don't even need to be a part of my gym. Um, and I'm a text away. I don't know if Marvin would supply any details. If he does, you can sure. call them up. But i um, a very open-minded person and I wouldn't turn in and say that he or she is giving you wrong advice. I would give you the advice that I think would be best for you on the education that I've been through in life.
0: Okay, well that's been Stephen May, and guys make sure back home you give a five star review on iTunes and Amazon.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. Take care my friend.